the Jesus and Joe podcast. My name is Georgia, and I am so excited that you are here. Through this podcast, I want to be able to encourage you, to hype you up, and to get you excited on God's truth. I can't wait to just have these precious moments with you. So, girlfriend, I don't think you're ready for this one, but let's get started. What is up? everybody. It is so good to be back here today because this is probably one of my favorite podcast episodes to ever record because I get to ask you guys, like, what do you guys want to hear? And so, so many of you guys were able to answer on my Instagram and I asked, like, what do you guys want to hear? And so we're doing a Q&A today. How fun is that? So we are actually going over relationships. That was one of the top questions was just to ask about friendships, relationships, and that could be relationships with guys, relationships with the Lord, and even relationships with yourself. And so we're going to dive right into it. We're going to dig into seeing what God has entailed for relationship and go through a couple of the questions that you guys have asked. So it's going to be great. I can't wait for this. But before we jump into the subject, of course, we're going to go over some ground rules. I'm going to let you in on what's going on with the Jesus and Joe Ministries. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, follow Jesus and Joe Ministries on Instagram, and also sign up for that email list, y'all. I cannot emphasize that enough like it is so fun to send you guys happy mail and to let you in on the discounts for jj's essentials yeah i have merch as well so we have all these things going on so make sure you sign up for that go ahead and follow me on all of my socials and i also have tiktok if you didn't know that either so um yeah super fun we're busy all the time but it is a blessing because i get to hang out with you guys and last but not least if you are not following along to the jason joe podcast go ahead and do that um what happens is that you get notified whenever i drop a podcast episode and so that will be super fun i can little pop up on your phone how sweet is that so make sure you're following along with that and without further ado let's jump into this let's jump into relationships and friendships and see what god entailed with it all along and what they look like when they are healthy. So I wanted to divide this whole podcast kind of up into three different sections because with relationships, I feel like there's kind of different categories of relationships. You got your friendships, so your gal pals, your crew, your group, your girl gang, like these are your people. And then you have relationships. You have you know, maybe being single, dating, engaged, married, but you also have relationships with the Lord. So like, those are two different things. And then the last one is like a relationship with yourself. I mean, everything kind of starts with you, you know, like that's like the persona that you have and what your foundation is that kind of sets the tone for your friendships and relationships. So we are going to talk about all these different kinds today. So with that being said, our very first subject we are going to tackle first is friendship. And I know all of us have friendships. And so I'm excited just to share with you a couple tidbits, some advice on what I look for in friendships and maybe some things that kind of could open your eyes into saying, okay, like maybe I should start looking for this in my friends. So a little backstory on me and just to show you guys like where I'm coming from. I'm 24 years old. And so I've met a lot of people in my life and I've made friends along the way. And so I was, let's see, like in high school, I, I mean, like I had multiple groups of friends. Like that was kind of like where I was. I was never like that. I had one group girly, like I just had multiple groups of people and it could have been the volleyball girls, the cheerleaders, the student council, all that kind of stuff. 
Well, that even played into college. Like I had friends from Bible study, friends from work, friends from my sorority. And now going into my adult career, I have friends from my old job. I have friends from my new job. I have friends from high school, college. All, like it's never been the absolute like one group all throughout my life. And honestly, like I think it's kind of cool. Like I don't know. Like I love having multiple people in my life and um, who are from different groups. So I can get different perspectives. I can get different pieces of advice from really great people. And so I'm a big firm believer that God uses every single one of my friendships to show me something. There's purpose in every single person God puts in my life. And so I just want to open your eyes to that just to kind of show you God's POV whenever he brings somebody into your life. It can be a huge blessing or it can be a lesson learned. But like, out of all of it, God works every single thing out for the good. And so I think it's kind of cool when God brings somebody in your life. So like never look at them and be like, oh, this is an accident. This is a coincidence. Like, I mean, we met in kindergarten and like, it doesn't mean anything now. Like, no, like God really does work everything out. Like it's so stinking cool. So, so cool. And so, yeah, that's just kind of like my little backstory on friendship and what I think about it. And so one of the questions that I got, and this was a lot of the same question, but it said, what is your advice for friendship? I'm like, hmm, what is my advice? What could I say? And I actually did an Instagram post about this not too long ago, but it was um, like 15 truths about your best friends. And it was kind of cool just to look back on all the friendships that I've had in life and kind of just like see like what are qualities that I really look for in a friend and what really does make a friend. And so the advice that I would share with you today is that you become who your friends are. It's a tough pill to swallow, but that was one of the pieces of advice that I was given many, many years ago, but it has carried out with me throughout my entire life. And I remember thinking, I was like, but Jesus was friends with everybody. Like, why can't I be friends with everybody? And there's scripture that goes with it. And it's 1 Corinthians 15, 33. And it says, bad morals corrupt good character. And I was like, whoa, what in the world? And then I did even more digging. I'm like, okay, well, Jesus was friends with everybody. But he had 12 besties. He had 12 disciples that would live life with him, that would travel with him, that would eat with him. I mean, like, these guys were like his main people. And so I think it's great that like we can be friends with everybody, but to come back to that group of people who know you best and they make you better, like these are friends that you want to be able to pour into you and to show you what God has entailed and has purpose for you for. Like these are the kinds of friends that you want to look for. And so I know that they say like, oh, like I can be friends with everybody. I can be friends with people who you know, do X, Y, and Z, and I won't do it. My friend, I promise you, like, I have been that kind of person where I'm like, oh, like, don't worry, like, I won't do what they do. Like, it won't, like, rub off on me. My friend, it's it's harder than you think. Peer pressure is a thing. Like, it's we're not going to just, like, not talk about it, but, like, it's a thing. And so be around people who will make you better. Like, oh, also this one, too. Another piece of advice. Take advice from someone that you would switch lives with. I know, like literally every time I hear that, I'm like, oh my goodness, but it makes sense, guys, like to finally, like, if you want to have life-giving, scripture-based, God-breathed advice into your life, who are you going to ask? 
And I know no one's life is perfect, but like as somebody who like you admire, a friend that you trust, a friend that knows you best and will give you the advice to help you out. An example would be like this. If I have relationship questions and I need some advice on this guy that I'm dating and I don't know where to go, I'm not going to go to somebody who has been cheated on 18 different times, has gone through all these things, and she's in a really toxic relationship, and I don't know how to, like, I don't feel like that would be the best kind of advice to help me out in those situations. Like, I would want to go to somebody who has had good relationships, has gone through some trials with her person, but have been able to come back and see the good that's happened with it. But I hope those two little pieces of advice can help you with your friendships and can help you see like, okay, like maybe like this is a quality that I need to start looking for in a friend, or maybe this is the kind of friend I need to become for my friends. The second question that I got along the lines of friendship was how do you make friends in college? Friends in college are it's a different ball game. It really is. But um, (laughs) I kind of came up with like this analogy or maybe someone told me about it, but put your bait in the pond for the fish you want. And that can go with friendships. That can also go with relationships as well. But let's say, let's do two different scenarios, like two different college scenarios. Okay. So two different environments. Here we go. Two different ones, two different college environments. One could be the bar. The other one can be a sorority Bible study. Two different environments, my friend. But where are you going to find the friends that are going to pour life into you? I know. I think we all know the answer to that one. But one could definitely be a good time. Like, I had this kind of part of my life where I had one foot living in the world and one foot living for Jesus. And it wasn't easy. It was exhausting. I was sad. I was like, what in the world am I doing in my life? But I can tell you that the friends who are going to pour into you, the friends that you want to become, the friends that you want to do life with are going to be in that pond where you put your bait in. And those are the kinds of fish that you're going to get. So with that being said, like, go ahead and be in those places where you want to find those kinds of friends. So if you want some friends that could pour into you and make you closer to Jesus, where are you going to find them? Church, good job. Um, Where are you going to find those friends who are going to encourage you and make you better? It could be in a Bible study. It could be in your sorority. It could be just like the girl across the dorm. It could even be your roommate for crying out loud. These are the kinds of things like I want you to start looking at is just where can I find these people? Like even if like looking in like those clubs for like your major, like those people can be really impactful and help you with your career and even with school. So don't be afraid to try out those different clubs and to try out different things because when you do that, like God's going to show you those people in that club and you'll be like, wow, this is the whole reason why I joined this in the first place was just to meet her. And also just one more thing is just when you are trying to figure out like where are these friends that God told me that he would bring? Um, why are my prayers not being answered? You know, like I, I've has that too. I have, I've been like, God, like I've been praying for months for friends. Like, why can I not find good girls in college? God hears your prayers. God knows you best and Lord, the Lord's not late with anything. And so I want you just to hold tight to him. I want you to know that he is the friend that you have been praying for all along. So get to know him. And I know that he's going to bring you friends alongside you that are going to make you better. And they're going to be worth the wait as well. 
So don't worry, friend. They are on their way. The third question is, what's your favorite quality about friendship? Good question. I like that one. Like I said, I've had multiple groups of friends. And so I've been able to see kind of throughout, like, which kind of quality I like to pinpoint, like, ooh, like, that's a good friend. I like this. I like that. And so I came up with three different qualities I like in friends. And so here they are. Number one, they make me better. Like, I want somebody who is going to tell me straight up, like, not just advice that will, quote, make me feel better, but will make me better. The second one is I want them to celebrate well, too. I'm a big, firm believer that there is so much to celebrate in this world, and I don't think any small accomplishment is too small to celebrate. And so I love friends that are just as excited as I am about a lot of stuff. Um, I like to have little... I had a, literally a Besties with Jesus birthday party, and I invited some friends over, and I was like, y'all, like this is the number one year of like my book coming out. Like, let's have a cake and celebrate. And it was so fun. And like, these are the kinds of friends that I want in my life, you know, to celebrate those small moments and those small victories. And I want to be alongside them and do the same thing. And then the third thing, I actually found this quality this year, which is like crazy, but it's so true. I have prayed a long, long, long time for some good Christian girls to come alongside me and not just be a friend, but to also be a prayer warrior. Like friends that I know will want to pray for me. It's not just out of obligation, but it's truly because they want to. You want to have those kinds of people in your life that when they say they're praying for you, like they're actually praying for you and they know the Lord, they know his voice, they know his spirit. And so those are like my three kind of qualities that I look for. And I pray that those are friends that you have in your life and that they embody those too. And if not, Like I said, with like finding friends is like be in those places where you can find them and ask the Lord to guide you to them because God's going to direct your path and cross uh, cross those paths with those friends in no time. And so I pray that these little friendship pieces of advice for something and that you can take those to heart and hopefully your friends are just like that. But if not, I'm just praying alongside you that these friends will come. The second one we're going to talk about, our second topic we're going to talk about today is relationships. So single, dating, married. We're going to talk about all of it. I'm just so excited because I was able to um, have some of my friends and my uh, my mom. Yeah, my mom. I got to ask for their pieces of advice too because, quote, I'm not married. So um, we're just going to like ask them and see like what they want. But the first one we're going to talk about today is a topic I know very well. And that's how to thrive in singleness. And so of course, before I go into anything, I'm going to let you know just like what's in on Georgia Gus's heart and what to take from it. So being single, listen, I have never had a boyfriend before. Okay. And usually whenever I say that they're like, Oh my gosh, are you serious? But like, here's the thing. I see it as a gift. I do. Um, the Lord has really shown me over the years and I'm like any other girl. Like I cry over being single sometimes, but now I see this singleness is a gift because I see what the Lord is doing. I see why he makes girls wait. I see what he's doing behind the scenes. And so being single is not something where he has, quote, forgotten about you. It is not something where he has, oh, forgotten this little tidbit in your life or he's not listening to your prayers or anything like that. 
The Lord is putting you through this season so that you can become more like him, that he can do a purpose in you right now in this special season where you don't have to have somebody alongside you to put out this task well, but it's you and him. And so this time is so stinking precious and sweet. And I know a lot of people wish that it wasn't in their lives, but guys, like if you really just took your POV away and you looked from God's POV, like it is literally you and him. And this is time that you're never, ever going to want to waste away, but you want to embrace it and be like, wow, like this is really cool. I get one-on-one time with God, no distractions, nothing like this is my time. So how you can thrive in being single is this. Focus on the purpose of the season, not what's missing. I think a lot of us, we pray in this season, like, Lord, please bring me somebody. Please bring me a man, blah, blah, blah. And girl, don't worry. I've been saying that prayer for years. But what's so cool is that God is using you right now to grow his kingdom. And y'all, what a cool honor and blessing it is to do that. And so another thing is also waiting well. I think we are very impatient people, and I'm speaking to myself too, but like, A prayer that I wanted to say now is like, I want to start waiting well. And so just to work on myself and become the best version for my husband that is going to come down one day. I don't know where he's at, but what's up? Um, But just to be a woman who waits well and is able to wait with expectancy and to be excited because God's working, y'all. Just because I haven't seen the blessing yet doesn't mean that I don't see the miracles that are happening now until that day comes. God is working and I don't know and I know some of you are like oh I'm waiting forever like I feel like this season will never end my friend listen there's a story that I recently learned but it was about the Israelites and it was so cool guys just like how there was a difference in waiting because they had to wait 40 years to get to the promised land and so there were only three men who were confident that God's promise would be fulfilled. And then the Israelites were the ones that were complaining and saying, this is not worth it. This Holy Land probably doesn't exist. God's not gonna come through. I'm done waiting. And I feel like if I had to ask the girls that are waiting, like, which one are you? Are you the Israelites or are you one of those three men? I think some of us would say, we're the, like, we would wanna say we're like the three men, but if we got honest, maybe we're like the Israelites. There is so much that God is doing in your life, but we focus so much on this relationship status that we forget to look at what he's doing. So I want you to change your perspective. Ask God verbatim, like, God, what are you doing in this season? Lord, what can I be doing to wait well? Lord, what is something that I can be working towards or how can I be a better person for that person that's going to come into my life because y'all like loving somebody it it's something like it is truly a it's not just this like I'm gonna feel good I'm gonna have this man forever and he's gonna make me happy no sister like you gotta work on him too like you have to love him and you have to be an example to him and to be a wife for crying out loud I mean like These are things that we have to take into consideration. So how can I be my best for that man? And what can God do within me to make sure that he is still in line and that I can be the hands and feet uh, 
of Jesus to this man. And so this season is not something to wish away, but this is such a great season to be in. And of course, like dating is great. Being engaged is great. Being married is great. Each season is so special. You're never going to get this time back. And so I want you to just invest in Jesus because when you do that, you become more like him. There's nothing like it. So that's how you thrive in singleness, girl. Ask for him to show you your purpose. Work on it. Work on you. Work on just what he's given you. And just actually, too, another thing is to invest in community. Find those girls. Find those girls that are also waiting as well and support one another. Instead of complaining about waiting, let's get excited about, like, okay, God's going to do something. I'm sick and tired of just everyone being like, oh, I feel like I'm waiting forever. And like, I literally had to literally snap myself out of it not a couple, like a couple weeks ago and just be like, I can't be complaining about what God's doing in my life right now. Even though I don't see the blessing or the, the blessing or the answer prayer yet, just yet, he's doing miracles every single day. Singleness is not something to wish away, but it is something to thrive in. The second question was, how do you know if someone is the one for you? So this is for my girls that are dating, my girls that are engaged, and even my girls that are married. So I went and I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask two women that I love and admire, and I pray one day my relationship is just like theirs. So I asked one of my best friends, and then I also asked my mom. So the first one I'm going to talk about is my best friend, Turner. Turner and I have been friends. We were sorority sisters in college, and she recently just got married to the man of her dreams, Cody. I love him, but we're going to talk about what she thinks and like what really captivated her and all this. And so I actually texted her, and I was like, hey, what is, um, I was like, I'm asking like this question, my podcast, so I'd love to get your feedback. Like, what is something that you looked for in the one? Like, what was it? And this is what she had to say. And y'all, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. When I first met Cody, her husband, um, it wasn't an immediate, that's my husband moment. He was never the loudest person in the room or the most popular, but people seemed to naturally gravitate towards him. And that's what attracted me to him. After a few short years, my heart fell more and more in love with his actions, the way he loves his family, his friends, and even my friends, and the way he always puts others before himself, the selflessness. One night in college, it was pouring down rain, and me and a couple of my friends were walking back to my apartment after a sorority formal. And y'all, I was in this little group, and it was like, I think all of us like kind of stood back and were like, oh my gosh, like that is the man. One of the friends, one of my friends, she had taken her heels off because of the rain, long walks, and three-inch heels never go together. Without hesitation, without hesitation, he took his suit jacket, socks, and shoes off and ran to her, giving her something comfortable to walk back in in his jacket to use as an umbrella. He walked the entire way back barefoot in the cold rain. He literally took off his own shoes on his own feet to give to one of my friends. He's the same kind of friend Jesus is. He's giving. He shows the same type of love Jesus shows, unwavering. He is the walking example of the person I strive to be day in and day out. When you find the one, you'll want everyone to meet them, and that's Cody. He listens to me, respects me, and has never, ever once ever asked me to change. He fully accepts my weirdness, my goofiness, my imperfections. 
In fact, he embraces them. He supports me, encourages me, and always makes me a priority. He is someone who will always fight for me, and I know I can never let that go. So I fought for him too. <gasps> Crying. So they have been married. They've dated for eight years, and then they recently got married um, this past September. And so their relationship is so sweet, guys, because it's so full of Jesus. And Cody just loves Turner and you can just tell like it's not something you ever have to wonder it's just he loves Turner and Turner loves him so so well too and so that's what Turner says and then I also asked my mom my mom's name is Michelle and my dad's name is Bruce and they're the coolest couple ever I think they're like my parents are like the bomb and so I asked my mom I was like hey what would you want to say like how did you know dad was the one They've been married for 28 years, and this is what she had to say. When he's the one that meets you halfway, it's easy. It's comforting, no questioning who I am or if I need to remember to not do that or act that way before I leave the house to meet him. It is a full acceptance of who God created me to be. It's a maturity on my part to throw away the list of thinking this is who I need. God knew who I needed to complement the beautiful life I have because he was more than I could ever thought of. <laughs> sure, minor details may have not been met, but he, it reminds me that God doesn't expect me to be per- expect me to be perfect in order to be loved. Literally sobbing. Like, that's just so sweet. My relationship, um, the relationship, I think reasons that I have such high standards is because I see the way that my mom loves my dad and how my dad loves my mom. They both love each other in the way that Jesus would. They always put um, each other as a priority and they exude just the love of Christ and the friendship of Christ. And they're just so great together. And so for my friend who is engaged or married, I pray that these are qualities that you see in your man, that he is someone who makes you that priority, someone who makes you that friend and someone who you strive to be day in and day out. Throw away the list and let God fulfill what he knows is best for you. And number three, oh, this is good. How to strengthen your relationship with the Lord. And I know everyone has one, so we're going to talk about it. I get asked this question all the time. And I feel like so many of us, we try to make it so complicated and we think it's like this like equation. Like if I do this, 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 and this, then I'll be close with the Lord. Okay. I want you to put all that aside, and I want you to just listen to this as if it's the first time you've ever heard it. Jesus is accessible. He's simple, and it's easy. In James 4, 8, it says, draw near to me, and I'll draw near to you. So guys, how do you strengthen a friendship? You spend time with them. You listen to them. You hang out with them. You get to talk to them. You get to do life with them. These are things that we do in our friendships, but do we do them in our relationship with Jesus? I mean, the reason why I wrote the devotional Besties with Jesus is because I wanted to show girls that this relationship with the Lord doesn't have to be something strenuous. And you have to think it's a list of rules. and like, this is how I have to be the perfect Christian. No, like... Jesus meets you right where you're at. He wants to love you so well and to just to show you qualities about him, how you can be like him. Like what an honor to do life with him. So stop stressing out about these lists of rules and thinking 
that you're not worth it or not enough. You are so enough. The Lord went and he took his, he put his son, the one thing, he treasured him so much. And he said, I am willing to put my son on the cross to die for everybody and you. He chose to send his son to the cross for you. He wanted you so bad because he wanted a relationship with you. Like, how cool is that? Like, he's willing to go all that way just so that your hand can be in his. This is a relationship that is so perfect. And so I pray that you would just draw into him. So start. So how you can do that is just open the word. I think that's another thing too, is a lot of people are like, how do you know it's the voice of God? Well, how do you not know the voice of God when you don't open the word? And so get to know his voice, get to know his compassion, his kindness, his love, get to know the character of God. It is so cool to see what the God of universe thinks of you and how he is able just to help you and navigate through this crazy thing called life. Like he is the real deal. So get to know him. It's worth it. And then the last topic we are going to run through is just going through loving like those just relationships that involve love, which is all of them. So fun. So the first question was, how do you love those who are frustrating? I had to ask myself this literally last week. So this is perfect. So how to love those who are frustrating. There is a verse that goes along with it because we want to make sure everything that I say is biblically sound. And it's James 1.19. It says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak, and slow to become angry. It's a lot easier said than done, I will say. But what is so sweet about just being that gentle soul and just like that person that can deal with those kinds of people? Like, I really want you to just kind of take a step back because this is what I had to do. I took a step back while talking to this person. I was like, Lord, like, why am I here? Like, this is a very frustrating conversation. I don't know what the purpose is right here. And you know what the Lord said? You know what he said? Oh, my gosh. He literally said, Georgia, just love them. Just love them. And I'm like, okay, I will. There's a common phrase in the Christian faith that we, like, you are the only Bible someone will ever someone will ever read. So your actions reflect Christ. And so even if that person is frustrating, I want you to just kind of put yourself and just say like, what would Jesus do in this situation? How would he react? How would he be able to calm this person down? What can I be doing to kind of just take note? Like maybe something is going on behind the scenes of this person's life. Maybe it's not the anger they're taking out on you but they're taking it out on someone else and you were the first person they saw so just pray for that person and just to if they are frustrated and if they're it's really hard to love them just ask god to just kind of show you how you can love them even though it can be really hard it's not easy but i know that with the lord's strength he gives it to us so freely and i know that he can definitely help you in this situation the second one is how to just love in general. I know we meet different kinds of people all the time. 
And there's just a verse I wanted to share was John 15, 12. And it was just to love others in the way that I have loved you. And that's Jesus speaking. How can I love others in the way that he loves me? I think if Jesus was on earth today, I always think about this. Like, what can I do to just imitate his love to everyone that I meet? And it could just be as simple as just having a smile on your face, complimenting somebody throughout the day, reminding that person that you're praying for them, um, being a light in darkness, guys. Like, that's huge, especially in our world and in our schools today. It's so hard to not be part of the light committee, but it's easier to be more peer pressured into the darkness. Be the light. Be different. Show love to others that maybe don't get enough love at home. I mean, you never know the purpose that you have in that person's life. And so make sure with every single person you meet, guys, love on them. Love on them in the way that Jesus would. And last but not least, I said in the very beginning of this podcast, I was like, kind of the foundation of how to love, it kind of starts with yourself. And I truly do believe that to be true because I feel like we get to love when we know the love of Christ. And the piece of advice that I could share with you is this. You start loving yourself in the way that you see yourself. And so I know that all of us have looked in the mirror and we can look at it and we can say, okay, I can love myself from my perspective. And sometimes that could be a really great thing or it could be a bad thing. We can look at ourselves and we can nitpick every single thing. We're like, that's wrong. That's wrong. That needs to change. Okay, I need to cover this up. I need to do that. And it's hard because we, we are so hard on ourselves all the time that it's hard to love, you know? And what's sad is sometimes maybe those actions that we take on ourselves, we also put on other people in our life. And I don't think that, I mean, I would never want to nitpick somebody in, like, in the ways that like if I would, you know? And so how can I love myself? If I don't see myself in the correct way from my perspective, it's when you look at yourself from God's perspective, when you know your identity in Christ, when you know that his love for you is so much like he doesn't look at you for your pant size. He doesn't look at you for your college degree. He doesn't look at you for what you're doing, but he looks at you through the eyes of love. He sees you as a treasure. He sees you as a masterpiece. All the flaws, all of the things that we think make us wrong, he's able to look at us and go, they don't matter to me. Like, I love you, the person that you are, the light that you are. And so I want, my prayer for you today is that you would just be able to see yourself through God's eyes. Because In God's eyes, he just sees you in love. And that's how you need to see yourself. And that's what you need to replicate in your friendships, in your relationships. It all starts with knowing the love of Christ. And you'll be able to embody that. You will. So guys, those were all of the little pieces of advice. That was our relationship Q&A. And I'm pumped. But I was able to be here just to share with you guys some wisdom, and I hope that this did help today. But before we close out our podcast, we here on the Jason Joe podcast, we pray. And I always want to let you know that there is somebody out there praying for you, whether you know it or not. So here we go. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much just for this listener. God, I just pray for 
their friendships. I pray for the relationship that they're in right now and future relationships down the road. And God, I also just pray for the relationship they have with you and with their, their selves. God, I know that you have created relationships to be a blessing, to show us lessons learned, but also to show us qualities of you. God, I just pray for the friend that this listener is. I pray that they're able to embody your qualities and so that their friendships can be more fruitful, that they can make their friends better, that their friends will be making them better. You are such a good God, and it is so, so wonderful to have a relationship with you. And so I thank you for every single person that's come in and out of our lives, and I pray for every single person in the future as well. Let us just be the friend that you are to people. Let us love in the way that you love, and let us see ourselves in the way that you see us. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. You guys are amazing. I am so proud of you, and I hope you guys have the best day.